So I'm kind of having this moment, you know, I realized after Gwen came up, I brought the stool up because I think I was like ready for like this whole powwow up here and then like we didn't go with it. So Steve, like, you know, you're set for the, the closing act here today. You just want to kind of play from the stool. I'm going to leave that there for you. All right, brother. And uh, we will let that do its thing. Yeah. So l- let me, uh, let me kind of ground this here today. I believe that we all need to be centering ourselves in Jesus' story. Now, a lot of us come here to FOF every week, and we come for a whole host of reasons, I think. I think some of us kind of just like really like the environment, and others of us really like the effect that it has on us or the perspective it might give us. I think some of us here really like the music. I think some of us here might like meeting friends and gathering together, and some might even like me. And all of these arguably in one way or another are good things. But ultimately, all of these things have to lead to Jesus and his story. Jesus wants us to root our lives in him and his story And the life that he promises and offers is found not in a church and all the things that we like out here, but fundamentally is found in him. And so what Jesus invites us to do is make his story our story. And through it, to connect on a life journey that sees everything and and, and finds its expression through him. So what I want to do today is begin the story of Jesus as told by the last apostle, whom in El Salvador they call Juan. Now, I'm going to invite you to open to John chapter 1. His story after an intro is going to kick in at verse 19. And I really invite you to follow along with me. And as you turn there, I first need to introduce you to a main character in the story. And his name is John. Most people will call him John the Baptist, but John the Baptist is not the same John as the last apostle. And to differentiate them today, when I refer to John the Baptist, I am going to call him John. But when I am referring to the last apostle who wrote Jesus' story, I am going to refer to him as Juan, all right? So we have John and Juan. Are you with me? It is also important to note right off the bat that John the Baptist is not a Baptist, okay? But John the Baptist was big into baptizing people, and so the name kind of stuck. And here's what you need to know about John. John was the man. I mean, oh my gosh, if anyone could be the man, John was the man. Those of you who have grown up in church world and maybe have grown up with a biblical story, we kind of think about him as like a secondary cast player. You know, he, he didn't really make much in the contract, 
right, when the film was shot. But no, from, from Jesus' perspective, from a first century world perspective, John the Baptist was the man. People hovered to him, flocked to him, were drawn to him. He had fame. He had notoriety. The dude was crazy, but crazy like in all the right ways. He let his hair grow grisly. He grew a nice big beard, my hero, my hero. It talks about how he lived out in the wilderness, eating locusts and wild honey. Mm. And people were kind of digging what this guy John had to say because rich and poor, Religious and irreligious, elite and peasant, king and slave alike. They recognized that John was a guy that God's hand was on. John was recognized as a prophet. King Herod used to like to listen to John, and even though he didn't understand half of what John was saying. It said he liked to listen to him, even though John was all up in his face that the kings of the world were listening to John. The religious leaders were sent because they heard of what John was doing and they would flock out to the wilderness journeying to find him. Like groupies or roadies, people would just travel with him and attach themselves to him. John the Baptist. Oh my gosh. He was the man. How do we, how do we find his equivalent? He was like... What do we say? The Einstein of science. He was like the Elon Musk of business, the Steve Jobs of computers, the the Michael Jordan of basketball, the Steve Wells of worship directing. I mean, John was the man. Are you with me? You can't underestimate the power, the impact, the significance, the, the, the glory of John. People thought so much of John. People were so into John that they even started to wonder, is he the Messiah? Is he the one? The religious elite themselves were going to John going, this might be the one. And the world was changing through him as people were drawn to John the Baptist. You can say that John was the goat. He was the greatest of all time for those of you who have no idea what words mean since the year 2000, all right? I want you today to turn to someone next to you and share with that person who your goat is in life. Pick a field that you're interested in, an area of passion that you're involved in, something that strikes you deeply, and share your goat with the person next to you today. Take about 30 seconds. Go. Uh, let's come back up for air, all right? I, I want some shout-outs here today. Uh, t- t- tell me some goats that you heard here today. Give me a goat. All right, I got, I got my dad. Your, 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 your dad, someone's dad is their goat. Anyone's goat, their dad, or like a grandpa or something like that? Ew, come on, my kids are like shaking their heads no. That's gross. You know what? John the Baptist beats your dad. All right, what's another goat? I heard something over here. Who? Janet Parshall. All right, someone has Janet Parshall as their goat. I got got news for you. John the Baptist beats Janet Parshall. All right, who else is a goat that you got here today? 
Elvis, all right. Elvis is the goat, all right. John the Baptist, he smokes Elvis, all right. Watch those hips swivel on John the Baptist, all right. What else you got? Give me a couple more. Michael Jordan, John the Baptist beats him. John the Baptist beats him. Michael Jordan might be the goat. He's got nothing on John the Baptist. Who else? Oh, of course. Of course. What a brown nose here in row five. I'm embarrassed to even repeat that. I got Pastor Gadini. John the Baptist definitely beats Pastor Gadini. And you must be referring to my dad, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Are you, are, are you with me on this? Are you with me? John the Baptist is all that. And you got to know that going in. You got to know that going into Jesus' story. Now, did you close your Bibles? Do you have to like return there? Because that would be really a shame. Because what I want you to do is follow along with me. And now let's go into the story of Jesus that Juan wants to tell. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Christ. You know, that is the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, no. Oh, you're the prophet, the prophet. No. Finally, they said, then who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet. I am the voice, the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the path for Yahweh. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John said this, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan River, where John was baptizing. Now look, it says the next day. The next day, this is what happens. John, he sees Jesus coming. He sees Jesus coming towards him, and he goes, look, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. The man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself didn't know him. But the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit of God come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except the one who sent me, God in heaven, to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain He is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testify that this is the chosen one. 
Now the next day, John was there again with two of his own disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, hey, what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come on, he replied, and you'll see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Now, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we found the Messiah. You know, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of another John, you will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, or rock. Now the next day, Jesus decided to leave Galilee. And finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. And Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about, and about the one that the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Just come and see for yourself, Philip said. And when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. And Jesus said, I saw you. I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip even called you. And Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. And Jesus said, you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. You will see even greater things than these. And he said, I tell you the truth. You will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. It's a day, or rather a week, in the life of Jesus. Sometimes I think of these stories as so spread out, but did you quick catch how quick this kind of happened? John sees him, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world right after the Pharisees are going, are you the Messiah? No, it's him, and the next day, more come to see. And the next day, more come to see. And the next day, more come to see. It is a week in the life of Jesus. Did you get a sense as you heard or followed the story today of the energy that's surrounding this guy named John the Baptizer? People are coming to him. People think he might be the man, the goat, the greatest of all time. People are looking for their hope and their future in this guy named John. And what does John do? He says, not me. Him. 
because the story that Juan wants to tell you is that if John is the goat, then Jesus, where do you even go from there? If John is the man, Jesus surpasses him flat, that John's got nothing on Jesus. Did you pick up as we read the story today? All the different ways that people referred to Jesus, the language, the titles, the ideas. Let me share them with you here today. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The one who, even though he comes after me, surpasses me because he is before me. The one whom God told me is the goat. The one on whom the heavens ripped open and the spirit of God descended and remained. The chosen one. A rabbi. The Messiah. The one that Moses wrote about and the prophets wrote about too. The one who could see things even though he wasn't there like Nathaniel, sitting under some fig tree. The one who knows and perceives and see things even though he doesn't do it with his own eyes. And what did we catch Nathaniel saying? Son of God, King of Israel, who is this man? Jesus himself even says, I'll tell you who he is. I am the one on whom you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending. John may have called Jesus the Lamb of God, but I tell you what John would call Jesus today is the goat of all time. Because John ain't got nothing on Jesus. And did you see the energy that surrounded him? As soon as people met him, they couldn't keep it to themselves. As soon as people started to see and perceive who this otherwise ordinary man from Nazareth, this son of Joseph happened to be, they couldn't contain themselves but went to their family, went to their friends, went to the people closest to them, go, you've got to come, you've got to see. If John had a movement, it ain't nothing on Jesus. I love what Jesus even alludes to here in the end. I love this story when they first start hearing about Jesus of Nazareth? Really? Can anything great come out of like podunk land like that? I kind of get Nathaniel. Jesus is the same in a little small town. But I love what Jesus does. He kind of refers to a story that you might not know. You can read it for yourself in Exodus, uh, Genesis chapter 28 to 32. It's a story of a man named Jacob. Jacob's name was later changed to Israel. His name was changed from Jacob to Israel by God himself after he himself had a vision. He was being sent out from God. He was a deceiver. He was a deceiver and now was running from his brother for his life. And out in a place that seemed somewhat podunk, not in a city, but setting up shop in the sticks. You know, like Hebron or Wonder Lake. <laughs> he falls into a trance. He falls into a sleep. 
and he sees a stairway to heaven open up. Thank you, Zeppelin. And he starts to see the angels of God descending upon him and realizing the holy God is in this place. Do you catch what Jesus is doing? Nazareth, podunk, how can an ordinary guy like Jesus be who you claim? You see how Jesus turned it on him? Oh, Nathaniel, I saw you sitting under a fig tree. I see standing before me someone, not like your forefather Jacob, but an Israelite with no deceit. You see that a game that he's playing? Nathaniel comes to see that even in the ordinary, this ordinary man from Nazareth, who walked among the people born of Joseph, some may have even known as a kid, something more was taking place, something more was going on here. Because in this ordinary man, the power of God, the angels of God, the presence of God was ascending and descending. Jacob, back in that time, came to see this ordinary place. And he gave it a name, Bethel. It means nothing more than house of God. And he erected a, a monument, an altar, a a shrine, if you will, there. And you hear what Jesus is telling these followers of John that day? Don't mistake me for an ordinary man. I ain't just Nazareth. I'm Bethel, baby. House of God. Dwelling right here on me, the greatest of all time. And this is the story that Juan invites us to enter into. And like these people who came face to face with Jesus so long ago, through this story, hoping and praying that you too will see who is the goat.